This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, Canada. Whether you're listening on TSN 1050 iHeartRadio, TSN.ca, or watching us this morning on TSN 2 as we simulcast after every major event in the world of golf on TSN 2. This is our last, actually, of the year, Monday radio to TV. It's also our last two-hour radio program this year as we'll go to one hour starting next Monday. But uh, what an exciting week. Uh, at in Charlotte, Quail Hollow for the President's Cup. Uh, you've got Zacchino, you've got Scully for the next two hours. Weeksy in the air. We'll get to that reason shortly because you're going to be joining Bob. I unfortunately cannot join you and Bob out west on the Adidas event uh, out in Whistler as I will be working the Sanderson Farms. But we are going to break down a ton of President's Cup today. President's Cup obviously going to dominate the conversation. Before we get into the President's Cup, uh, just well, let's just start there. Before we go take a deep dive, just your initial impression, Adam, now that it's you know unfolded, we all anticipated a U.S. victory. Um, I know it got a little tight on Saturday, a, a nice comeback by the international team on Saturday. Big picture look, top down. We got some young stars emerging, which you and I both like. Tom Kim, we like that. We knew there would be some of that. But at the end of the day, it's still a five-point win for the U.S. So it lands kind of where I thought it was going to land. Um, I will start with one question. When we left Melbourne, everyone agreed that the international team took a huge step forward leaving Melbourne. Ernie L. Shield, a tight competition, Singles was also important. Leaving Quail Hollow, has the international team stepped forward, stepped backwards, or held position? It it is hard to say given the players that they lost due to live. I mean, Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Mark Leishman, Louis Oosthuizen, Brandon Grace, if he had qualified. So I would say that it was based, they stayed on the same, on the level playing field. I, I would say that they didn't go up or go down. I thought it had a real chance to be a huge blowout when it was 8 2 mm-hmm. and, and at points on Saturday early in the afternoon session. You thought this is, this thing's going, it's, this thing could end potentially Saturday night if the States had swept it all on Saturday. But for the, you know, Trevor Illman, I thought he did a very good job with what he had. I mean, I know we'll probably get into this later, but. I think his only mulligan he'd have for the week is putting Tom Kim out 10th uh, okay. in, in the Sunday single. That, so that, I would have had him out first. 100%. I would have had him out first. I was shocked at that. That that was the only mistake I think he made. I think he was an absolute gentleman, Trevor Oman, the way he handled himself throughout the week. Uh, he took the cup half full. It was positive energy. I think he's exactly what this event needed right now with all the hoopla around it outside of it. And we're going to get into this later on because we're going to do over par, under par, and grade some of these players as well. But we're also going to do it with the captains. But I think that, for me, was a huge mistake. So I'm with you on yeah. that. But all that being said, I'm kind of with you in the sense that I'm going to say they kind of held position. But... If you think about it, 
You ever get in a two-man at your club and you're given like a thousand pieces of candy to the opposite team? In, you know, and you get into a stretch with three holes, and you're going, okay, I'm playing a bunch of guys with 18 shots that are really 12 handicaps, and I got And now in, the, in this next row of holes, I got to give them a thousand shots. I'm already behind the eight ball. Yep. So if I come out of here even, Steven, it's a win. Mm-hmm. We're ahead. Get out at Candy Alley, kind of thing. <laughs> I almost feel in a way that because they come out even. Considering what they had to deal with, that they actually come out ahead. Does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, to you yeah, at all? totally. And and given how they won Saturday, how, how they won, you know, the the entirety of Saturday five three, and how they really showed some pushback. I mean, combined the last two days, in in fact, that the internationals were ahead. They just got off to a really bad start on Thursday and Friday, which is what we said on our preview shows last Monday and they Wednesday. Needed, they needed to win Thursday, and they did They it. needed to win Thursday, and, and they, they lost the first two sessions 4-1. And, you know, you go, you, if you really t- take a deep dive, you know, Trevor Illman put out Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama Thursday afternoon, and they just got absolutely waxed. You know, and there's so many others who just they didn't have their A games off off the get go, and, and you know, too bad for our Canadians who, Corey Connors and Taylor Pendris, just they clearly just didn't have their A games for the most part throughout the entirety of the week. But for them to bounce back the way they did, I know you know Emelman was pretty firm after in the press conference saying you know people thought we were a joke and we believe in each other, we believe in ourselves, and for a little bit. Sunday afternoon, it got a little yeah. spicy yeah, for a 15 to 20-minute span. You yeah. thought, okay, if this happens, this happens. You never know. But then, obviously, the U.S. flipped some matches. But well, all in all, it was great. The, and to your point with Tom Kim, because it's the first thing I thought, the most important thing was to take the first two, three points, to change yeah. the, the momentum, grab those points. You look up on the leaderboard, and that, that lead would have been one. Mm-hmm. And when, when, you, when you don't do that, it's kind of done. We're going to get into it today. Kevin Sylvester, who is on the PGA Tour radio team, uh, who was on the ground at Quail Hollow, going to join us and give us an on-the-ground perspective uh, at the top of Hour 2. We're going to do winners, winners, and what. We're going to do over par, under par. And at the end of Hour 1, um, I need to find out how the Killers concert was in Toronto <laughs> because I was so upset. I was at the Congressional Member Guest in D.C., which is a whole other segment. I'm retiring oh, yeah. from net golf. I'm That's done it. with it. I'm retiring from net golf. You had golf. a good run. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Just, I mean, you can't beat a guy in a keyboard. End of story. <laughs> um, we'll get, but I need to know because Killers, as you know, one of my favorite bands. You went to the show. I've seen I them did. a few times. Yeah. I was upset. I, I was supposed to go to Nashville to see them. Right. That fell through. Then I'm out of town while they're in Toronto, so I want to know about the killer show. So we'll do that as well. So much to get to, but first, let's do some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger. Everybody knows one. We put up a poll question on Golf Talk Canada. Does the President's Cup need a format change? Your options were leave it alone, include the LPGA, and other. Right now, include the LPGA is leading. We'll get into that uh, poll and give you some exact numbers and results and some discussion later on in the show. Uh, Speaking, though, of format changes with the LPGA Tour, Michelle Wee recently retired, going to host a new LPGA event at Liberty National, which is a nice platform and spotlight for the LPGA Tour. At the foot of Manhattan, at the at the feet of the Statue of Liberty, we've been there for President's yeah. Cup, for playoff events. And this is a unique mixed-up format. The uh, best LPGA pl- players in the world are going to play four days, 
in the first two days of competition, the best female junior golfers in America are going to compete. And then when they get to the weekend, the best juniors are going to kind of join them into threesomes, mixing the best female players on the planet, the, be- the best female junior players on the planet. So M- Michelle Wee already making an impact in her, I guess, full retirement skills. Well, and, and she's had a huge impact throughout her career, given, you know, trying to, you know, play on the PGA Tours, what, a 14-year-old as well. And, and yes, her playing career was, was uh, short, shortened due to, you know, some, some injuries and such. But, you know, winning that 2014 U.S. Women's Open was an obvious highlight at Pinehurst, too, which is incredible. So good for her for taking this next step here at Liberty National. Uh, more fallout for Henrik Stenson, yeah. uh, who was removed as Ryder Cup captain. Um, for next year, who was supposed to be captain. Now it's Luke Donald. Now the Swedish Golf Federation has severed ties with Henrik Stenson. Of course, the only men's major champion in the history. I mean, with the exception of Annika Sornstam. Obviously, uh, she would be to Swedish golf in a way what Brooke Henderson has become to, to Canadian golf in, in a way. She's a legend. Uh, she's a golf hall of famer. Um, many regard Annika Sorensen as the greatest female player of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of Annika, Swedish golf is Henrik Stenson. And for him to lose the Ryder Cup captaincy and now to lose the support of the Swedish Golf Federation, he was an ambassador to grow the game at all different levels, including the junior sport, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's just one more loss, I guess, for taking the cash. And now we'll all await, Adam, February. February, the European, uh, the DP World Tour in the European courts will have their day the way the PGA Tour had there several months ago in California. And we will wait to see whether the DP World Tour is given the authority that the PGA Tour was given, which was the authority to govern themselves, have their own rules, mm-hmm. and, al- and allow a qualification process to say these players qualify, these players do not qualify, I got to think, I don't know, I got to think Europe's DP World Tour is going to win this case. I I would think so too, and it's so fascinating, everything involved with Liv. I mean, Henrik Stenson, to have the opportunity of a lifetime to be the Ryder Cup captain, say, no. I'm good. I'm, I'm going to go for the cash. I know he's had he some, needed, some financial yeah. issues, but still to do that. And then, I mean, to go on and win that first live event, I know it's an exhibition, but that was still pretty impressive, I will say, sure. by Henrik Stenson. Gave it, I'm, but it's still, it's, it's a shotgun start, et cetera, et cetera. They're I mean, still, I, listen, they're still playing golf. Yeah, they're, they're still playing golf. They're still playing and, and, and in the in the moment, I'm sure they're professional athletes. In the moment, right. I'm sure they still want to win. But. It's just, you know, I heard a great analogy. That because some of the golf on the live tour has been very entertaining, uh, DJ Zeagle, yep. for example. And, but it's like li- the 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 analogy I heard was live golf is entertainment, <laughs> PGA Tour golf is entertaining. In other words, are you a Leaf fan? Mm. Personally, yeah, uh, I I want them to do well. Although working here for ten years has unbiased me, but I, I okay. sort of. So I'm a monster Leaf yeah. fan and a monster 49er fan. Let's look at last night's 49er game, okay? <laughs> Trying to blow your head up when you right. look back. Uh, at you know, there is. Yeah, n- yeah. I don't go to that. I don't watch that game last night. Going, wow, this is entertainment. No, I hated every minute of that football game. It was a horrible football game. My 49ers lost. I'm invested now. It's entertaining if 
the 49ers put up 30 some odd points and we win the game the way, you know, we're probably supposed to. You know, now with Jimmy G back under center. Yeah. You know, I was expecting us to win the division with Jimmy G and then just lose in the playoffs like we always do. <laughs> but I mean, I don't I go to a movie to for entertainment. I watch sports because I care. And and okay. I like that analogy that yeah. live golf can be entertainment. But the PGA Tour is entertaining totally. because you're invested. Totally. I kind of like that analogy. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I mean, I, I found myself. You, you mentioned the Dustin Johnson Eagle. I, I watched the la- I watched that playoff, and it was it was different, but it was entertaining for sure. Right. Um, but I mean, for live now, like the big thing going forward is, you know, what are the majors going to do? I mean, that's that's where if, if Augusta comes out and says we're doing this, and you would think. Would the other, everyone else sort of follow suit, perhaps? It's, it's hard to tell. Right? Well, it's going to be easy. We, you know, obviously this is going to unfold over the winter, and we'll keep our eye on this. A lot of this comes down to official World Golf ranking yep. points and where that goes. If that kind of just holds the way we all expect it to hold, then through attrition, with the exception of past champions, the majors are just, go, there's not going to be live players at, at majors, end of story, yep. unless you're a past champion, and eventually that, again, will fade out as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, it would be very difficult to make a case unless the official World Golf Ranking uh, uh, Committee and board is willing to completely rewrite their rules so that Live fits, which would make no sense to me. Why would these official World Golf Ranking points for the last 30 years have this criteria and all of a sudden none of this criteria you laid out matters at all? Mm-hmm. So unless that happens, I just don't see them getting official World Golf Ranking points. So I don't think the majors are going to do anything. I think they're just going to w- sit back, wait this out, and let it take care yeah. of itself. However, Adam, however, in my opinion, if, there's, if there is one place that can do something, it would certainly be Augusta, and then second would be the PGA of America. Because one is a private club, and the other one is an association and a membership. The other two are open. Yep. And governed yeah. by governing bodies. And I mean, harder for them. But we will wait and see. It'll be a wait and see approach. I think it's going to be official World Golf Ranking thing just takes care of this, mm-hmm. right? 100%. And then what does Liv do? Does Liv, yeah. which stands for 54, Roman numerals Liv, 54, 54 holes shotgun, do they then all of a sudden become 72 hole stroke play and the same model as the PGA Tour? And then change their name. I mean, they'd have to change to whatever the it makes no Roman sense. You numeral know, 72 is, right? Uh, you may, um, I'm going to give you a little wrestling analogy here before we go to break. You're going to love the wrestling analogy. Eric Bischoff, who took control of WCW in the 90s <laughs> and went toe-to-toe with Vince McMahon, uh, said... You can be three things in direct competition. You can be three things. You can be see, you can be greater than, mm-hmm. you can be less than, or different than. Live ain't going to be greater than in the right. Yep, hundred percent. All right. They don't want to be less than. So right now they're different. Yep. Right, different. We're fit. If they turn into seventy-two hole shotgun with a cut, they just turn into less than. Exactly. So we will see. That's a good point, actually. Thank you, Eric Bischoff. (laughs) On the other side, we're going to start breaking down the President's Cup over par, under par. We'll start with Team USA. Who are the winners? Who are the losers? Not many losers on this team. We'll do it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. 
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino and Scully with you here on TSN 2, TSN 1050, iHeartRadio as we break down the President's Cup a Monday after the President's Cup. And Adam, let's take a look at some over par, under par, the winners and losers of Team USA. I'm going to pull out Max Homa Mm -hmm. for a moment because Max Homa, uh, we're going to bring and talk about him a little bit more in Winners Weird and What. Oh, yes. And also Scotty Scheffler. We're going to pull out for just a moment because I want to end on Scotty Scheffler because I have a bigger question for you when it comes to Scotty Scheffler. So uh, excluding those gentlemen, I think, are we all in agreement here that Jordan Spieth going 5-0, joining some very rare company, uh, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, uh, just... Absolute stars of this team. We expect them to continue to be stars next year in Rome, and they're way under par. Those those players, absolutely. And and for Jordan Spieth, I mean, the sixth player to ever go five and zero in a Presidents Cup is an unbelievable achievement. And he spoke earlier in the week before the tournament about how he was fired up that he missed the 2019 Presidents Cup in Australia when. Everyone was playing a Tigers tournament at the Hero World Challenge, and then many of the players took a, a private plane to Australia, and Jordan Spieth went to some anniversary trip, and, and he even admitted that he just he wasn't himself because he wanted to watch the coverage, and he was so ticked off that he wasn't on that team. And now he goes, has a good Ryder Cup last year, is their best player this time around. What a bounce back it's been for Jordan Spieth, who had a kind of a crazy year, too. Yeah, a winner this year, yep. but a lot of up and down. Mm-hmm. Um I think the names that we kind of outlined, we all had circle as yep. the guys who were probably going to be on on you know the point the real mm-hmm. point getters. We love the Justin Thomas. Like just speaking from a pair's perspective, yep. it, before this tournament started, you and I were all over Cantley Shoffley as as yeah. the pair, right? And I think you're if you and I weren't going to go uh, Shoffley. Cantley as the pair, and you said pick another pair. I think we probably both would have taken Thomas Spieth, right? 100%. 100%. So I, there's no surprises uh, there mm-hmm. for me on Team USA. There are also no surprises at the other side. Um, maybe Sam Burns, a bit of a surprise in his performance if we're looking at maybe over par Americans. I think I'm still putting him under par because he played a lot of really good golf. I mean, he played some great. He, he just, just didn't some, rack up the points. He got some bad draws, I think. And, you know, his putting, as, you know, they spoke about on the broadcast throughout the week, he made so many longer putts, you know, the 80 foot eagle putt. You know, the, he made a 40 foot putt, I believe, in the Sunday singles as well. He, and he made eight birdies in the Saturday four ball session. So he played a lot of great golf, but it just happened to be some of his matchups. The other players just happened to match him or play better. But overall, I think Sam Burns is under par for me. Billy Horschel's kind of been waiting for this moment his entire career, whether yeah. it is Ryder Cup, President's Cup. Did he just try too hard? Yeah, I think he tried too hard. And and he even spoke, he, he was honest about it. He said before, because he didn't play in the Thursday foursome sessions, he played Friday four ball, that it, he felt like he was going to puke for the three hours before his tea time. And, you know, he's trying new things, you know, not wearing a hat, which was, I mean, some Weird. players, 
<laughs> it is weird. It, it, <laughs> it is looks weird. weird professional golfers not wear hats. We've seen it with Rory in, in some of the Ryder Cups and, and the Olympics, too. And now he has said that because his head is so small, it's hard to yes. find him a, a, yes. a hat that fits. But it, it seemed like Billy Horschel was trying yeah, a little too hard. Didn't play great in the Sunday singles, too. But I, I still expect him to be on teams going forward here. I mean, he should have been on that team in 2014 for sure. All right, great segue. Kevin Kisner will come up a little later in uh, Winner's Weird and What because of what he meant to the team dressing room, exactly. the U.S. presser, etc. But as far as his on the course, is this the last international team Kevin Kisner plays for, for America? Considering age, considering style of play, where the game is going. Yeah, I, I'm guessing unless he has some wild year next year, I haven't seen the course set up in Rome, so I don't know. I watched a little bit of it, uh, yeah. Marco uh, Simone uh, Golf Club. I wa- watched a little bit of it last week with Rory. Right. Uh, but is it is that because Le Golf National in, in France, like that, the fairways were 18 yards wide. It's not going to be okay. as much of that. Um, I just think the game is becoming such a power game. Yeah. I mean, these team events, you need to make birdies. You need to grab energy. I mean, the Kevin Kisner, Corey Pavin model mm. of what a Ryder Cupper used to be, that bulldog hold on. I don't know if that's, yeah. I don't know if that's the play anymore. I, I, listen, I like Kevin Kisner. He could have a really solid year next year. For all we know, he wins a couple times and qualifies the Ryder Cup team on his own. But if he doesn't qualify, I just get the feeling that's as likely as yeah, last team. He might be right. Mm-hmm. All right, finally, and this is why I wanted to hold this back. <laughs> so last year... Uh, world number one, Scotty Scheffler, used the Ryder Cup as a springboard to become number one player in the world this year. And prior to that Ryder Cup last year, Scotty Scheffler did everything you could possibly do in the world of golf minus one thing, win. Mm-hmm. He finished second in big events. He played well at majors. Shot 59. Shot 59. And then on a on maybe the most nerve-wracking stage in the world of golf, the Ryder Cup, performed exceptionally well and took all that confidence from that global stage and became the number one player in the world this year. However, this fall, fall being stretched, counting August, gave away the uh, gave away the FedEx Cup. Yeah, that's right. Okay, had the lead at ten under par with a staggered start. At Eastlake, couldn't close the deal, couldn't bring it on Sunday, gave away the FedEx Cup. His record at the, uh, excuse me, in the, at the FedEx Cup, his record now in the President's Cup, 0-3-1. So I will ask you this, Adam. Can the springboard work both ways? Can giving away a FedEx Cup and not performing at the President's Cup have the same effect on 23 as the positive side of that coin worked in 22? That's a fascinating question. It's what I do. It's what you do for, and (laughs) that's why you're good at what you do. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible. I mean, you wonder if he came into the President's Cup with less confidence after what happened at the Tour Championship. You think next year, because assumedly he'll get into the mix early on in 2023, if he doesn't play well on a Sunday, do those thoughts creep back in? And, you know, yes, earlier this summer he didn't play well at the Open Championship. That might have been because of the most bizarre injury we've ever seen yes. anyone talk about. That was lower late, back. Lower back injury. TMI, Scotty. <laughs> TMI. But, yeah, you wonder because 
when have you ever seen a world number one putt in the dark with Steve Stricker and Davis Love with clubs out trying yes. to figure it out? That might have been a little for show, maybe. I mean, why would you go out in the dark? Like, what are you really showing with I don't that? Know. I don't know. But it's very possible that mentally, and I'll get into one of the particular shots he hit during the President's Cup and Winner's Weird and What too, but you're right. I mean, you know, Jordan Spieth, I think he'll go the other way. He's, he was asked about in the press conference how it'll help his year going forward. But he go- might get the springboard yeah. that Scheffler got that last year. Last year, and I'm just curious. And, and we're and of course, then Scotty Scheffler is going to have to answer the question. And the next time he has a lead on a weekend or in the hunt, we're going to totally. answer it quickly. It's like, was he a good player on a great run, or was he a great, or is he a great player? Yeah. And we're going to find out very shortly. Because that all happened in a very condensed period of time from January to April of this year. It was 42 days. Where he became yeah. the number one player yeah. in the world and won a major championship. And days. since then, there has been hiccups on Sundays, poor play at majors, giving away the FedEx Cup, and now this at the President's Cup. We mm. will see. On the other side, we will continue President's Cup talk. We will flip to the international team. Some bright spots and some aging players that just not sure if they brought it or not. We'll get into it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Well, welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It is Zakito? It is Scully. On a Monday, TSN 1050, iHeartRadio, TSN 2 Television, a Monday after the President's Cup. All right. Let's talk a little international team. I think you know the majority of Team USA, a lot of wins, and you know we know right now, uh, barring injury, that Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley will be, and barring live, Ooh. that Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley will be leading Team USA as a pair, along with uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. Heading yep. to Rome next year. Those those are locks. They have to, be. They, and they might be locks for years to come uh, as as American duos. And a lot of bright lights on Team USA. Now we look at the other side of the, the fence here. And although we both kind of give them a, a Team International a thumbs up in the sense of what Trevor Immelman was dealt, uh, the, the, a lot of the names missing due, due to Live Golf, that. They still come out a, a little bit ahead because of the the scenario, the situation. That being said, if we're breaking it down individually, outside of the Korean players, Adam, South Korea produced most of the points for the international team. Sun JM, two two one, mm-hmm. okay, two wins. Siwoo Kim, three and one. Tom Kim, who was a firecracker, two and three. KH Lee, two and one. I mean, that is the majority of the points collected throughout the week. I mean, they only made 12 and a half points. 
that's the boat. That's the, that's a. I think I just reamed off about eight or nine of the twelve and a half right there mm-hmm. in South Korea. To me, those are the under par. Uh, players of this international team. Yeah, totally. And, and, and you know, Tom Kim was this all-star of the event for sure. And but looking at some, and, and we'll dive really deep into Tom Kim and and his uh, you know his, <laughs> everything about Tom Kim was amazing. But you know, like Siwoo Kim, Siwoo Kim's played in this event before back in 2017. Didn't have the greatest year too. And I remember we were speculating when Cam Smith was still on the team and mm-hmm. Neiman whether you know whether we'd see three or four Canadians and going down that list is where you found your Bazaden Hodes, your Siwoo Kim, that sort of thing. And Siwoo Kim played a lot of great golf. And to take down Justin Thomas in the singles, and there might have been some gamesmanship. Maybe, you know, Justin Thomas was unhappy that he had to hit a two-foot, seven-inch putt. Boo-hoo, JT. You've got to make putts sometime, right? right? But, But as JT said after... He gave Siwoo Kim credit because Siwoo Kim made the putts when it mattered most, especially birdieing the 18th hole to beat one of the top-ranked players and two-time major champion. Good for Siwoo Kim. And Siwoo referenced the loss to Justin Thomas back in 2017, and he remembered Justin Thomas uh, kind of really fist-pumping and working the crowd, and which spurred Siwoo Kim to say, hey, I'm going to give you the, yeah, the that, quiet and the, sh- and, yeah. and the fist-pumps myself. So, I mean... I like Justin Thomas a lot. Uh, that being said, I mean, if you're going to give it, you got to take it. Absolutely. You know, and, and if you don't want to see fist pumps and you don't want to see sh- in the crowd and all that stuff, then you yourself should not be fist pumping exactly. and doing those things, right? So it's it's a two way street. But um, all right, we we can't avoid it. We're going to hear from them later on in hour two. Uh, Immediately following the loss last evening, Bob had an opportunity to speak with Taylor Penrith and Corey Connors. We're going to run that audio for you um, in in hour two of today's show. 0-4 for Penrith, 0-4 for Connors. Um, something, I, I listen, it's not good for either one of them. They're both over par. Mm-hmm. They both had horrible events. Uh, in turn, especially considering in two years we're going to Royal Montreal, and you know these guys, hopefully are part of this team in two years, along with maybe potential other Canadian face yep. or two. We'll see. I don't know where this international team is going to come from, but we're going to need international players, and we're going to need international players to play better than what they just did. Yep. Canadians going oh, uh, zero wins and eight losses combined is not what we needed. For me, this feels like a little bit harder for Corey Connors. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know why, Adam, and you tell me if I'm wrong or not. Corey Connors is a player that's almost won a green jacket. This is a player that's contended at major championships. This is a player that is recognized one of the greatest ball strikers on the PGA Tour and is expected to show up at big events when ball striking matters on big stages. For Taylor Penrith, this was kind of a bonus to be on the team. He's been hurt all year. He's coming off a hot stretch. He's played great and got the call to be added to this team. And this was likely the largest stage in his mind that he's ever been on. Totally. So for Taylor, I look at this as tools in the tool chest. The next time he gets thrown on a global stage like this, he might be more prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And, and this For Corey... This is not the biggest stage he's ever been on. No. That's Sunday at Augusta 
where he had a chance to win. And by the way, three top tens in, in a row. row. <laughs> He's had three chances yeah. to win at Augusta. For me, this hurts Corey a little bit more than it hurts Taylor. Yeah, and you wonder for, for Corey particularly, you know, there's, it's a big stage in terms of the fans. It's a different atmosphere. And you could tell when they showed him anyway that he – you look nervous, and which is totally understandable. Understandable. But, you should be nervous. But, you know, like you mentioned, he's one of the best ball strikers in the PGA Tour, has been for the last couple of years. Second in greens and regulation last season, and he just hit a lot of shots that were offline or off the center of the club face, whether they were thin or maybe a little heavy, which was too bad. And, I mean, looking to the Friday four-ball session, when uh, when they were when Pendrith and Connors were partnered together, which Bob said on Golf Talk Canada Television last Wednesday that he wouldn't be surprised if they were partnered together all four sessions. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see him at least partner together once, mm-hmm. and that was really cool. I mean, it's too bad you know they were a little flat out of the gates, but for Pendrith to make birdie Friday afternoon on the 18th hole to at least put pressure on Max Homa, who made a great 12 foot putt up the gut, or else they would have got a half point each. Yes, I, I, it's both under par, over par, excuse me, for both of them for sure. But they'll learn from this. They'll know that, you know, I think this will help Corey Connors in particular the next time he's at a stage where, whether it's Augusta, whether he has the 18-hole lead at the PGA Championship, again, like he did back in 2021 at Kiwa Island, he'll take the disappointment that he's probably still feeling right now and will feel for the next little bit and learn from everything about that and apply it next time he's in contention. Now, Trevor Ullman, um, again, I thought he did a great job, especially more off the golf course and the way he handled himself, the way... Uh, Very upbeat. He, upbeat, positive. Yeah. He's a gentleman, and he's a, he's one of the good guys out there. Uh, there was a great story about Trevor Ullman that came out Sunday morning after Tom Kim nailed that putt and went nuts on Saturday night and was like jumping around and everybody went crazy. The international team came out Saturday night. There was uh, some damage done to the putting surface. And, of course, the greenskeeping crew at Quail Hollow is second to none. They're going to go out and fix that in the overnight into Sunday morning, of course. But Trevor Immelman, after the press conference and after everything that kind of went down, he went back out on the golf course with a wedge in his hand and went and tapped down spike marks and actually helped repair part of the green, saying, hey, I remember my team did this. Hmm. Didn't want to. It's a cla- he's a class he's a classy guy. Yeah, he's a cla- he's he think okay. That being said, two mulligans, two okay. Tom Kim should have led Sunday morning, a no brainer. Yeah. Team golf to me is you can talk about analytics all you want, and oh, this guy should play with this guy because the numbers suggest this or that. These international competitions are about making putts and emotion. And who grabs momentum? And a momentum makes putts. Okay? That's a t-shirt. Momentum <laughs> makes putts. Okay? Bumper sticker. All right? You go to the Golf Talk Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Order your one. momentum makes putts uh, <laughs> t-shirt now. Should have had the Canadians together. Right out of the gate. To support one yeah. another. And, and get that. Should have had Cam Davis and Adam Scott together the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama. Are, it might be the flattest veteran pair in the history of, of, of the competition. I mean, there's no one who's firing, who's fired yeah. up here, right? I mean, I think there was, I think there were captain mistakes made there. Totally, like, okay. I, you have to ask yourself, in my opinion, I mean, you have to ask yourself, 
where is the emotion coming from in this team, in this duo? Totally. And, I mean, splitting the Canadians, I mean, Canadian pride, as Canadian pride in sports has done this country very well, especially in team competition, right? You see it, uh, gold medal hockey for the women and the men. You, you know, you see it. In, is there, we've seen it in doubles tennis, which is yeah. funny, right? Like Canadians are, we're team players. And Canadian pride in team events. Splitting the Canadians is a mistake. I think it was a mistake, too. And, and you talk about showing emotion. And that's where we saw guys this week. Sam Burns show a lot of emotion. Billy Horschel always shows emotion. But, you know, a guy like Dustin Johnson, who obviously wasn't playing this week. But you'd never see him more than, a, you know, give a wave or a, or a subtle smile. But we saw him do a bunch of fist pumps when he was playing these team events. Max Homa, when he won for the first time on the PGA Tour, at Quail Hollow, we saw an emphatic fist pump, but we saw so many of those this week. But you didn't really see much of that from the internationals, except for Tom Kim, Tom. of course, and Siwoo Kim chasing him yes. around the green, which was a great moment too. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I agree with you, and it was that that's what was really cool about Saturday onwards, and how this really was a close competition for two of the four days. How you know Cam Davis went into nuclear mode and to go eagle birdie birdie to close that session impressive. on Saturday. He dragged Adam Scott along with and, him. And, you know, I haven't seen much of Cam Davis play, but that golf swing, the the width he gets, it's not a long golf swing, but the way he sort of harnesses in, he can curve it both ways. He's a fast putter on the greens. Uh, look out for him going forward. I called his final round a couple of years ago. I think it was his final round or his third round. Uh, it was either Saturday or Sunday at TPC Boston mm. in the playoffs a couple of years ago. And the guy can go solo when he, I mean, yeah. it's so impressive. He's going to be good. He is going to be good. All right, on the other side, do we think there should be a format change? And more importantly, do you think, as we had a Twitter poll question, do you think there should be a format change? It was a lot of chatter coming into the President's Cup about... LPGA changing things up. We'll see what Adam thinks on the other side. We'll see what you think. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada's Aquino Scully as we wind down hour one as we wrap up a President's Cup here on a Monday on TSN 1050 and TSN 2 television. All right, Adam. Do you think we need a format change? A lot of chat about the President's Cup and how lopsided this is. Now America has won 12 of the 14 editions. One loss, one tie. And people, you know, crying out for a format change. I personally am not ready to pull the plug on this format. I personally am hopeful that the game is growing globally, that live very much potentially change this competition, i.e., what would have this team looked like with Cam Smith, possibly Mark Leishman, Joaquin Neiman. You know, this team may have looked very different, unlike the U.S. team, which wouldn't have looked that different. Maybe just DJ. 
I was going to say, possibly yeah. just DJ. Yeah. Certainly not Kepka. Possibly DeChambeau. But even like, do you think, like, I, I had this thought watching him throughout the weekend. Cam Young, it, it just seems like he's DJ. They, they just seem like a very similar, I mean, they look very right. similar, but he also hits it an absolute mile off the tee and puts it very well. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think maybe two. Two live players were likely on yeah. this team. And my guess was Dustin Johnson's one of them. And then fill in the blank for the other. Reed. Yeah. The Shambo. I don't think Kepka. Yeah. Don't really think anybody else. But definitely DJ. Maybe even Taylor Gooch. I mean, given. Yeah, given know? the fact he won. And, and yeah, yeah. So I wonder if someone. Did anybody call Taylor Gooch this week and ask him if he thought. Uh, oh, the atmosphere. The atmosphere yeah. was similar to his. Must have been team great event. in that 54 hole exhibition with four people watching. But. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So I think we wait it out. I think we get to Royal Montreal. We see where it settles out the next two years. We give it another go. Uh, where are you at? Do you think personally, before we get to our Twitter results, do you, do you think there's a format change? Should be a format change? So I, I, I like most of it. I, I think they could change it a little bit. And I'm curious what you think about this. And instead of doing four sessions and having you know two foursomes and two four ball, why not add a two man scramble? Why not make this a little different? Right. Right. I mean, I think that would you'd see a lot. You see a lot of birdies. I mean, pace of play wouldn't be great, but when they're playing four ball, it's not great anyway. Why not? I mean, we spoke about that too around the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, where we thought this is just a little flat. I could see that. Why, why not do something different? I'm going to throw something else at you, too, before we get to these uh, Twitter results. I was sitting there thinking, and I have often felt this. Now, it hasn't happened often in Ryder Cups because we've had some Sundays that are epic. You know, four-point comebacks and just, like, Sundays are insane. Mm-hmm. But, but part of me yesterday was thinking, man, there's a lot of golf being played later on in the day. With 12 singles matches that, that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like almost singles is too long. And maybe we shouldn't have 12 singles matches. Maybe singles should be condensed to the same amount of matches as you have in the, in, in the team competition. So that captains have an even more important position. Who's going out in singles? Because mm-hmm. you're going to, let's say we have six singles matches on Sunday. There's only six points available. You gotta sit half your team. Yeah, uh, that brings a captaincy even into more importance, and it means that every one of those matches likely has a position in the outcome of this event. Where I felt like half a Sunday didn't matter yesterday. Totally. How about moving the order around so singles isn't last? We're starting singles. Maybe you start with singles. Maybe singles is in the middle. Where Because we saw so much emotion mm-hmm. with teammates together on the Saturday afternoon, on the Friday afternoon. Which gets flat on Sunday. Exactly. I'm with you. Try, just try something different. And be, I, 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 I'll throw something else yeah. at you. I don't know if you need singles. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, listen, the Ryder Cup, greater than... Less than who said that again? Some WW different than yeah, yeah. Eric Bischoff. Eric okay? Bischoff. Those, Get him on the show. I like that. Better than, less than, different, different. than. You, you're, all you're telling me is different than. Mm-hmm. They, they, they want to be close to the Ryder Cup. Well, it's still team. Yeah. Still international competition. 
but maybe there's some tweaks here along the way that could do it. I don't know. From a Twitter perspective, we asked you, the Twitter universe, does the President's Cup need a format change, and if so, what? Leave it alone. Include the LPGA, which was a huge Mm -hmm. part of the conversation leading into this. Six men, six women from both sides. Or other. Right now, 59% of our Twitter universe would like to see the LPGA included. 33% agree with you and I. Leave it alone. Maybe a tweak here or there, but it is it is what it is. And 8% say other. And out of the other, I should mention this. And this is something I've heard years ago that kind of has come back in our Twitter conversation. A lot of the others are saying that Team USA should not play this all the time and that the Ryder Cup team should be incorporated so that every once in a while we get Europe versus international. That why does Team America have to play this every year? Why isn't it, you know, now you're asking two different, completely different organizations to coexist here this set, but that was part of the other. Um, I don't see any of this happening, if you want to know the truth. I think when we get to Montreal with the exception of maybe a little tweak here or there, and they would be minor, I think we're playing the same event we just played. Well, and both teams, both captains were asked after yesterday's final round if they tweak anything, and they said, we want to run it back. We want to play here. You know, Trevor Immelman was passionate about saying, we, we want to do this again. We like this format. We believe in our team. We believe in the shield. Mm-hmm. And Davis Love was the same thing for Team USA. I, I mean, this competition could have been a lot closer. I mean, the internationals... They got off to a rough start, but they played decently well on Friday. This could have been a, a lot closer, but, you know, given all the players they lost going to, what, 16, 17, 18th in their depth chart? How many points would uh, Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman would have won as a twosome, considering what they've done over the years yeah. as a twosome? Zurich? But then, you know, if, if they're in, you know, Cam Davis probably isn't on this team. That's true, too. You Taylor got to put them this, in, you, know? you got to lose like, something right. as well. So we will right. see. All right, before we go to break, Adam, because Kevin Sylvester from my PGA Tour radio team, PGA Tour Live, Tita Green uh, uh, Radio and TV in Buffalo, going to join us on the other side. He was on the ground for all four days at Quail Hollow. is going to give us an inside-the-ropes perspective uh, on what went down at the President's Cup. Um, I teased it off the top. Sure did. You saw the killers. I'm disappointed. I, I've missed them twice now. I've seen them a few times. Absolutely one of my favorite bands of all time. How was the show? It was nothing short of spectacular. They might be my favorite ever. I, I, I first started hearing them when I was in grade seven. So right. that sort of. So you grew up with them. They're like your t- you two. A little bit, yeah. And it was just a, it was a great show, great atmosphere. I'm fortunate, given uh, that my sister Sarah works at Ticketmaster and her husband Mark works at Live Nation, that we're able to get some pretty good seats and watch them. And it was just it was just a feel good show. And yeah. they played a lot of old stuff. They played some of their newer stuff. It's a good thing we didn't have a show on Saturday morning. <laughs> not not because I was hungover, but because not because I, f- I felt like a lot of players on Team USA are probably feeling like right, right now. now. Yeah. More just I didn't have a voice. Yeah. Because I mean I was in choir till grade six. Not that I. Don't, I mean you could so you could have like gone on stage with Brandon Flowers and I pulled mean, off. I will say Mr. Brightside is my karaoke song. That is your karaoke yes. go. And, and I don't need a monitor. No <laughs> chance. 
Monitor, no. no. You go to the monitor, yeah. it doesn't even But count. in all seriousness, it was it was an incredible show. I can't wait to see them live again sometime. Awesome. Maybe we'll go somewhere. Which maybe we'll find them together on the road somewhere. That's that good that idea. would be fun. Because yeah. uh, so disappointed I missed it. I'm glad to hear the show was awesome and you loved it. Okay. On the other side, Kevin Sylvester joins us on the ground for the President's Cup. He was just there for four days. We'll chat next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts... Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It is Zacchino. It is Scully for Hour 2 of GTC. Uh, whether you're listening on TSN 1050 or watching us on TSN 2 television as we do Mondays after majors. And, of course, it is all President's Cup talk as we put a bow on another President's Cup. The 14th edition again goes back to Team USA. And joining us now, a man that was there on the ground for all four days. He is the host of Tita Green Radio and Television in Buffalo. He is a member of the PGA Tour Live team. He is a member of the PGA Tour Radio team. And he is one-third of the Great Lakes Mafia. Kevin Sylvester joining me now. Kev, what's happening, buddy? Hey, Z. Good to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, I got to ask, Kev, right out of the gates, I mean, atmosphere at this event, um, I can't remember. I, you know, I've never worked the President's Cup. I expect to work it in Montreal. Okay, is this your first President's Cup uh, on the ground? What's the atmosphere like? If it was your first, how do you describe it? Well, yeah, Mark, it was uh, my first President's Cup, uh, and I didn't. You know, I, I, I expected to be a big event, but you know, you read all the stuff. Hey, it's not the Ryder Cup, and so and so is not playing for the international team, so it, it can't be good. Oh my God. You know what? That threw all that out the window. It was amazing. The atmosphere was incredible. Uh, the build-out. You know, you, you, we've been to the Players' Championship, Mark. The build-out there is big. This was even bigger, uh, you know, with grandstands and chalets and everything. It was uh, just remarkable how Quell Hollow Club was set up, how it shined, and how, you know, 40,000 fans. You know, picture this. Day one, you've got, uh, you know, five matches, and you've got 40,000 people following five matches. <laughs> so everybody's there. It was, it was like Tiger galleries on, in every match. It was just fantastic. You know, even from the, the, the first tee, and I, I, I put it on my uh, Instagram the, the, the one day, um, I, I walked up. Uh, I was on the right side of one fairway. So all the fans are on the left side. They were lined up five deep all the way from the tee down to the green and the uh, corporate hospitality behind him was packed. That horseshoe amphitheater by the one tee packed and uh, rambunctious. It was just fantastic. 
Well, Kev, you mentioned the, the atmosphere and the layout there, and we haven't talked about this on our show today yet. But at Quail Hollow, the the uh, whole layout it was actually changed. So they moved the three mile up to 13, 14, 15 and played some of their later holes as 16, 17 and 18. What were your overall thoughts on how they changed the layout of the golf course? Well, I, you, I, I like the way they did it because those are pivotal holes or difficult holes that brings the lake into play. But not, not only that, it really it made things uh, you can make a move at the turn because the, the way they rerouted it, you, you come off of eight, the short par four, then you go to the, the ninth hole where you've really got to hit the uprights uh, with your tee ball and then the elevated green. And then you, you, you come to the tunnel, you're there at the par three tenth, you can drive the 11th, you've got the par five twelfth you can reach into, uh, 13 brings the water into play, 14 water into play with that par three, then 15, that tributary. So those are such pivotal, but... Well, we had some matches come down to 18, in, in, including uh, your Canadian duo there uh, in the Homa match. So uh, I, I thought it set up great. And even when uh, matches got to 16, 17, 18, uh, fans were able to get there. And those holes, I thought, shined too. All right, Kev, you said the atmosphere was electric. It, it was amazing. You talked about the build. You like the course setup. I actually spoke to Lawrence Applebaum this morning, uh, CEO of Golf Canada, who was on site and couldn't believe the size of the build. So he echoed uh, your opinion. So we just asked the question to our Twitter universe, and Adam and I broke it down, about format change. There was a lot of conversation about the President's Cup needing a format change. Regardless of the outcome of this tournament, I am still on the let's wait this out. I don't want a format change. I don't mind a little tweak here and there, but I want to keep the President's Cup pretty much the way we have it. Again, a little tweak here or there, fine. But I'm hoping when we get to Royal Montreal in two years that we've just got another President's Cup. Where is Kevin Sylvester on format change? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. We don't need to change a thing right now so the americans won the the ninth uh, their ninth one okay get that you know nine in a row understood however it was it was closer than the score indicated and that's 17 and a half 12 and a half i mean there we were into the uh, four o'clock hour and going off at six in our broadcast and it still wasn't determined uh what was going to happen the international team certainly put a charge on uh tom kim became a star in there and let's just even Let's even look at the match, uh, Taylor Pendrith, Corey Connors, their match against uh, Homa and Horschel uh, that, that came down to it. Uh, that, that match was Friday or Saturday. Forgive me. The, the days blend. It's, it's all you, a blur. It's okay. Kevin. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was Friday. It was Friday. Okay. You know, well, when I had to walk the course twice because there's so many people on Saturday, uh, everything else became a blur after that. But anyhow, um, Friday, I mean, Taylor Pendrith uh, lips out on 17. Uh, you know, with the birdie. So, uh, and then Max Homa makes the birdie on 18. That's, I mean, that, that match was so close. Uh, and, and it went in the Americans' favor right there. So that was just an indication of just uh, how, how close things were. Corey, I felt terrible for Corey Connors yesterday, by the way. Um, uh, the horseshoes out, that short putt for par on 17. That would have tied the match going to 18. And he was... Uh, uh, pretty emotional about it afterwards. Matter of fact, I even went over and, and just patted him on the shoulder after when he's standing there with, with uh, Pendrith and his teammates, and I just said, "You're gonna get more cracks at this." And he was—he he just couldn't even speak. Hmm. Um, he was—that's how much it meant to him. Uh, that, that single match, how much it meant to the guy. So 
That, to me, is why we don't need a format change. Anybody who was there in the atmosphere and saw um, how well the international team played, uh, it was closer than we thought. So I don't think we need to change a thing. Yeah, it was, it was too bad Corey Connors didn't have his A game, but uh, we, we fully expect him to be there at Royal Montreal in a couple uh, of years. Now, uh, Kev, you mentioned Tom Kim there, and, and he was this breakout star. Of course, he won at the Wyndham Championship, goes out with these unbelievable celebrations. But then he's put out 10th by Trevor Immelman. What were your thoughts on him being put out so late for the Sunday singles? What, we all talked about that. Uh, <laughs> I said, like, why, why is he later? And then, so then when I look at the lineup, I mean, so Trevor Immelman had to stack a lineup to win. Right, so I think he, he wanted to put out strength first. Uh, I everybody's wanted to see Wu Kim against Justin Thomas. I said I, I love it. See Wu Kim is, and Mark, you know this from following mine. I mean, he is as fiery as they come. See uh, Wu Kim, and I, I thought that was you know a, a, a great uh, move by Immelman. He, he won with Kim yesterday. It's going to be on Saturday uh, evening. That that late crucial point. So he put him out there. He actually won the match. Uh, Cam Davis won the, the, the match right after him, so he tried to go with momentum and good feeling. Then he went with a veteran. Excuse me one second, guys. <coughs> Sorry. He uh, had a lot of talking over four days. Uh, he, went with, he went with the veterans to try to get points out of Scott and Matsuyama. And then power. And then I figured, I think he felt it was going to come down to Kim beating Max Homa. That's what I think he thought, that, that if they're going to win the President's Cup, it was going to be that match, Tom Kim. I think you're right. I think that's what he was projecting. But, I mean, for me, as a captain, his job was to grab at least three of the first four matches, if not sweep the first four. I was shocked that it wasn't uh, uh, Tom Kim and Siwoo Kim uh, 1A, 1B. It was just very shocking to me. But well, Kim- I think he needed a closer, Mark. I mean, essentially, he needed, you know, he needed, uh, uh, you know, uh, Tom Hankey to coming out of the bullpen. He's just going to come in and close things out, right? And I, I think he felt Tom Kim was his closer. All right, Kev, before we let you go, um, hour one, we were kind of scratching our heads a bit because there were not many low points on Team USA. Now, I don't think any of us were surprised to see Scotty Scheffler win early in the year. I think we're all a little surprised that he won as much as he did, and then he grabs the the Masters and becomes number one in the world. But leading into this year, you know, he did everything on the PGA Tour but win. And he used last year's Ryder Cup as a real springboard into 2022 to have the year he had. And I know we're both big uh, Scotty Scheffler fans, not just Scotty, but his whole team, his family, his dad. I mean, he's a hard guy not to cheer and pull for. You know, we all get that. But if we look at the back half of 22, a couple of rough Sundays, not closing the FedEx Cup, now this President's Cup performance, could we potentially see a reverse springboard for world number one in 23? Well, you know, what we've, I, I will tell you this, it was certainly uh, on his mind and on his team. Uh, like, saw his dad and his dad's like, oh, we just need one. We just need one. Like, so obviously, yes. Uh, they're thinking about it. Um, you know, he worked with Steve Stricker in the dark Saturday night, working on his putting, uh, trying just trying to get something there. So yeah, there's there's something uh, that's off that's certainly uh, not there that helped him gain a status as number one. You know, it, 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 we shouldn't be surprised though. When you look at uh, players who've reached number one in recent years, 
They've only been able to hold the position yeah. for 12, 14, 15 months because I, I think the talent pool is so deep in professional golf. And once you get to number one, right, you, you strive to get to the top of the mountain there. Sometimes it's tough to stay in them. It's like playing king of the hill with a snow pile, right? Yeah. You know, when they, the plows put up the driveway, you get to the top, it's tough to stay up there. I, I think we've seen that in professional golf, not only because the players are coming up, but because of injuries and, and because of everything that comes with winning a major and all the attention. Then there's all sorts of business interests and other things that come into play. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just speculating on, on what might be going on. There's a lot going on uh, in his life after he reached that pinnacle number one. Kev, am I going to see you? Are we working together at all the rest of the way? Where, where are you at the rest of the way? Um, I am working Shriners. Um, then I'm working CJ Cup. I'll be in South Carolina for that, at uh, which is a pretty cool place, Congaree, which I uh, would be some think would be a cool venue for a President's Cup, by the way, yeah. because they've got uh, um, uh, cabins and stuff on property. And then I'm working Mayakoba. All right, so we're going to work Mayakoba together. So that's good. We've got yeah. Mayakoba together. I've got uh, Sanderson Farms, Mayakoba, and uh, RSM. So I'm glad we have Mayakoba together. So I, I will talk to you in a, in a few weeks. Be well. Thanks for your time. I know it's a long week. I'm glad you get to do it. Maybe we get to do it together in Montreal, but I'll talk to you in a few weeks, Kev. Uh, have a good one. All right, sounds great. Thanks for having me on, guys. See you. Thanks, Kev. Kevin Sylvester from the PGA Tour Live, PGA Tour Radio Team, Tita Green in Buffalo. Follow him on Twitter, at Kev Sylvester, as well as Instagram. Uh, good friend as well. Love Kev and his family. Good people. All right, on the other side, Bob went one-on-one. Taylor Penrith, Corey Connors, immediately after the loss yesterday. We'll run that interview for you coming up on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. All right, before we kind of put a a bow on breaking down the international side, again, uh, Corey Connors, uh, you heard Kevin Sylvester, who we just had on uh, with us, say how emotional that Corey was wearing it um, Sunday night yeah. to the point where Kevin went over and he said, hey, you got, you're going to have more cracks of this mm-hmm. next time on home soil. Uh, it, it meant something. Maybe it means too much. Maybe they're, you know, they're sick of hearing the, you know, like the way Rory treats Augusta. Yeah. It means too much. Or Rory at the Ryder Cup last year when he burst into tears right. in, in the interview that, that he did right after losing. And, and maybe that, that's part of this learning experience, though, is that, you know, you play week in, week out. Golf is an individual sport. But once you're playing for, you know, the shield, the, the 12 guys, the wives, the caddies, everyone involved, it means that much more. And, and obviously he wore that at the end. Yeah, we will. Uh, let's let's go more on this. Bob was on uh, the ground, obviously for TSN. Weeksy was there with Graham Dillette covering uh, the President's Cup, and Bob had the opportunity to go one on one with Corey Connors and Taylor Penrith. All right, here's the Canadian contingent from the President's Cup, and guys, I know it wasn't the outcome that you were uh, hoping for, but uh, Taylor, let's start with you. How do you put this week in perspective? Yeah, you know, honestly, it's it's been a it's been an awesome week. Um, 
all the captains that did an amazing job um, with the team and uh, the team room was great, lots of energy um, and you know we fought hard. I uh, obviously didn't have my best stuff uh, most of the week but two of my first matches were really close and could have gone either way. Uh, I felt like I played pretty good in those and then today was a, was a good battle with Tony. He just made a lot of birdies on me, a lot of putts but um, yeah awesome experience. The crowds were great. It was uh, truly an honor to be a part of this team and um, really look forward to trying to make my way into the next one. Okay. Corey, I know a frustration for you at times on the golf course out there, but how do you sum up this week? Yeah, it was a really great experience for me as well. The you know, atmosphere on our team, you know, Trevor has been an incredible leader, really motivating. He's really, you know, inspired all of us to, you know, do our best out there. And um, it was a awesome group to be a part of. It was a really fun week. I certainly was disappointed at times with uh, you know, my performance on the course, but um, I certainly battled hard in, in all the matches and uh, definitely a great learning experience uh, getting back, uh, hopefully getting back uh, again in Montreal and um, I'll uh, know what to expect and hopefully uh, feel a little more love from the fans uh, than we had here. Is it a different kind of pressure you experienced this week? Is it anything you've experienced before? Yeah, I would say, you know, it's unlike anything that I've experienced before walking off the first tee today, you know, talking with my caddy. You know, I was just saying, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, let's have some fun. But um, it's like, yeah, not sure I've ever been uh, that nervous before um, on the golf course. And, um, you know, settled in certainly af after that. But uh, there's definitely... Uh, you know, some, some nerve-wracking moments out there. And um, I wasn't able to have my best stuff, but definitely learned a lot. Taylor, I'm wondering if you kind of pinch yourself. When you think back just over a year ago, you were playing on the Corn Ferry Tour. Here you are playing in the President's Cup. It's been a pretty dramatic rise. How do you, do you pinch yourself when you think about what's happened in the last year or so? Yeah, definitely. It's been a very weird uh, rookie year for me uh, with everything going on. And to be here is it's there's no words it's amazing it's uh to be with all these 11 other guys and um be a part of the team is is very special um and you know i those four months i was sitting out i didn't you know m my number one goal was to to keep my pga tour card and that was it and um i was able to do that and play well late in the season and um, get a captain's pick onto the team and um, so it's truly special to be a part of the squad and um, yeah it's uh, it's been a, a wild couple of years but very happy to be here and, and hope to be back again all right 2024 Royal Montreal look out for these guys I, I think uh, Bob summed it up there uh, Adam to what I was talking about earlier in the show I had yet to hear that interview it's the first time I heard it so I was just you know kind of ramping off on my own tangent without hearing the audio but now after i hear bob's one-on-one -on -one with them i kind of feel like i'm in a way i feel like i'm translating this even more accurately in the sense that for taylor pendrith these are tools in the tool chest this is a big win just being there a year ago on the corn ferry tour his rookie campaign on the pga tour four months on the sideline with injury to make it into the playoffs to keep your tour card to make it a president's cup team this is just win 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 for Corey, this is a much different type of loss yeah much different type of loss and, and he spoke about that how, how the pressure it was it was just a lot of pressure and and I, I think he'll he'll take 
so much from this experience and he'll know how his body will react he'll he'll know that you know maybe it's you know the adrenaline pumps a little more than it usually would I I love the perspective there from Taylor Pendrith talking about how when he was on the sidelines he just won his PGA tour card yeah and and now you know what does he do he finished his top 13 and six of his last seven starts before the President's Cup doesn't have his best stuff this week but again he'll take the passion the emotion he felt and apply it going forward but just imagine for these guys too to play in this tournament with your best friend. I mean, how... How about doing it again on Canadian soil? Yeah, and how about the atmosphere? How about, I'm sure, we'll be there, too, for, for that whole experience. That's a week that it's two years away, and I already can't wait for that. Right. I'm, uh, I'm excited for it. I, hopefully, we get growth from this from the international side. Mike Weir has a huge job on his hands uh, next time around. Mm-hmm. And I find that you know the human psyche, when it comes to sports, so interesting. Because what you know and what you feel or what you... Uh, take ownership of emotionally can be so different. Corey Connor said it right there. He said, uh, I felt more pressure and a different kind of pressure than I've ever felt before. But I said to my caddy, let's go and try to have fun with this anyway. This is amazing. So you can, you can know that, mm-hmm. but you still can't internally feel that. Like it's still, even though he knew, let's try to have fun. This is an amazing experience. You can tell all those things to yourself. At the end of the day, you still can't control the pressure at times. It can just still be too overwhelming, even for the top players in the world. And once you're out there, you know, you can only, you're never going to feel that adrenaline pumping through your body until you're actually doing it. Right. I mean, you could try you can't to practice for that. You could try to simulate, you know, doing a sprint or something and then hitting a golf ball, but it's, it's no, nowhere you, near. You wet. cannot simulate and practice mm-hmm. that type of adrenaline, that type of nervousness and trying to control your, you know, your small twitchy muscles and moving parts and all those things that you need to do, calm your breath, slow things down. I mean, it's just so many things going on there to, to unwrap. It's, it's just hard. But uh, anyway, thanks for representing us, boys. And uh, maybe next time, uh, better luck the second time around. On the other side, three dub, winners, weird and what? This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. Welcome back, Golf Talk Canada. It is Zucchino and Skelly. It's been a long year, Adam. I was talking about this the other day. It's like we're like restarting a PGA Tour season. Yeah. Season. So for me, it feels like a bit of a, a not. A, I'm going to say a, a stall, but it certainly doesn't feel like to me this time of year does not feel like the season, right? I'm going to go in and work my PGA Tour broadcast, continue my schedule. We're going to go to one hour shows starting next Monday, which is great because. We almost get to go a little bit out of our format now. Maybe do some long-form interviews, do some instructional stuff, talk some gear over the winter for the gearheads. Like, you know, this time of year to make equipment changes, fitness. So I kind of like this time of year from a Golf Talk Canada perspective because we get to leave the, hey, we're just going to chase the tour stuff. So I kind of like that. mm -hmm, Good point. Uh, And this will be the last time we ever do a wraparound schedule ever. ever. 
And I think that's a great thing for the game. I think it is too because, you know, like these guys need an offseason. Yeah. You know, it, it's a year, year-long year sport. We need an offseason yeah. too. Everyone yeah. needs an offseason, you know, and, and since since COVID really came and, you know, the Masters was in November and the mm-hmm. U.S. Open is in September, it was just go, 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 go. So I think this is a great thing for, uh, to, to end the wraparound. And we'll have to keep our eye on what next fall is actually going to look like because we're hearing a bunch of different things. So many stuff could happen. It'll be interesting to see. Okay, let's do it. It is that time of the show. The good, the bad, the ugly, winners, weird, and what. And this week, the tea is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, Adam. My winner this week is Max Homa. And not because he went undefeated 4-0. You know, uh, Jordan Spieth went 5-0. Cantley and Shoffley went 3-1. Like, there's a lot of winning records on Team USA. But Max Homa, he's my winner this week because to him, this was a really big week. Let's uh, fast forward, or let's rewind, I should say, a few weeks ago. He's taken a ton of heat saying he wouldn't be on this team if, you know, the American players didn't leave for live. DJ Kepka, Johnson, uh, sorry, DJ uh, Kepka, DeChambeau, Reed, etc. The only reason he's even on this team is because they're not there. He goes out and he wins, right? He wins uh, the opening uh, event in Napa, the Fortnite, to try to validate his existence on this team. And then he opens up about a story that he was on the Ryder Cup radar for last year's team. And at Kiowa Island, the Ryder Cup USA team, they put everybody who was kind of in the running for the team, even the guys you know that were unlikely but possibilities, they all got measured up for outfits. They all got measured up for like you know their team uniforms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he had to go through that process at Kiowa, knowing that he was a long shot and he was not on that team at Whistling Straits. He had to watch that at home, and he said to himself, "This ain't happening again. I'm on that Presidents Cup team." He took all of that stuff, used it as motivation. 4-0, well done. Yeah, well done. And, I mean, what a week, you know, coming into the Presence Cup to getting the victory at the Fortinet in a bizarre fashion, but still a win is a win. You go, you go, you get your fifth PGA Tour win, you go 4-0 at a golf course. He's had success at before. Yes. Good for Max Homa. What, what a week it was for him. Yeah, well done. Okay, uh, not to get carried away with the more live, but I just, again, <laughs> if you want to go, go, go. Yeah. I don't, listen, what my moral compass would allow me to do versus what your moral compass will allow you to do are two different things. And I'm not going to tell you, oh, what's right for you or what, what you should think the way I think. And by the way, I don't know. Like if someone came to me and offered me $150 million, I don't know what I'm going to say. All of a sudden, I might flush my morals down the toilet. I've never been presented with that. Yep. And by the way, I'm not already a multimillionaire. You know, so the, the money yeah, yeah. actually means something to me and my family. Yes, I love these guys with already 150 million in the bank, claiming yeah, that they have to take yeah. the other 150 million. Spend I mean, this this money means something to people like uh, some of the broadcasters that went, or you know, what I mean, like uh, Jerry Fultz, for example, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. We're all shocked to see him go, but to Jerry Fultz, the money means something. Yeah, you got 100 million in the bank. I, I yeah. Anyway, anyway, and I'm going off on a tangent. Greg Norman. I mean, Greg, <laughs> just shut up. He's just not making. He's not making friends. I don't get it. He he sends this tweet out, 
Outside all of this angst, golf is golf. Competition is competition. Something every golfer thrives on. As a former player and captain of the international team, I wish Trevor Immelman and his entire team the very best. If it had ended there, I, right now, with the, if you put a period on that, I would say, you know what? Good for you, Greg. Leave it at that. But it continues with the very best in repeating our only 1998 President's Cup success in Melbourne, which he happened, of course, be on in Australia. Again, it has to be about what he does. Up to him. Trevor Ullman took uh, high road, just put LOL. Like, I'm not touching this. I'm not going there. But, Adam, why can't he just leave well enough alone? Because he's Greg Norman. It's, it's all it's all about Greg. It's always all about Greg, and he always tries to make it all about Greg, and he's just a – he is what he is. I, I mean, ugh, it goes from almost class, like almost wow, like, and then uh, yeah. not so much. And then finally, my what this week, um, we love Ryder Cup and President's Cup press conferences. Oh, yeah. You and I have been to a, a, a few of them. Some crazier than others, but they always give you something. This President's Cup presser for Team USA uh, was no different. Uh, Certainly some drinking involved. And uh, Xander Shoffley with a stogie the whole entire way, like he had at Whistling Straits. George Spieth, uh, uh, tongue-in-cheek, saying, beating Patrick Cantley in a playoff isn't that big a deal, Uh, reminiscing back to his victory at the RBC, Mm -hmm. etc., poking fun at Patrick Cantley. But Kevin Kisner who claimed to be the worst golfer on the team, but the best partier. This is great. This is, this is from the presser. Um, this one's for Kiz. Being one of the most experienced players on the team, what are the advantages? What advantages does it bring you on the course? Do you feel it brings you an advantage or a disadvantage, a disadvantage to tonight's festivities partying with the younger guys? Can you speak up? I can't hear, is what Kisner's reply is. He goes on to say, I've never seen such a greatest group of golfers in one room and such a pathetic group of partiers. I am the greatest partier on this team, and I am going to bring it tonight, Kevin Kisner. Well, and speaking of that, Max Homa tweeted out about two hours ago saying, update, I am unwell. So I'm going to guess some of the boys went a little hard to the net last night. Probably enjoyed a couple wobblies. I, I love Xander Shoffley with the, with the stogie. Always Mid, like blowing it into Davis Love's face. Yes. And, and catching pretzels in his mouth as Scotty Scheffler's launching them over his head. That was, that was pretty fun. It's always a fun watch. All right, Adam, that does it for me. The tea is yours. 348. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, that is sweet. Okay, Mark, my winner this week is a lot of what Tom Kim did throughout the week. And, and he's an obvious winner, but one of the great moments happened where he's warming up for his round and he just rips a pair of pants. Okay. There's, there's many ways you can go. How do you, how do you rip a pair of pants warming up? Now, we didn't hear where on the pants they ripped. We don't know, was it, was it, in your waist was, was it, it the, uh, the rear the rear was rip it in on the a Scotty squat Scheffler region I, I don't yeah. know if it was in that was he doing a sumo squat getting ready but then it's like okay it happens sure then he has to go find a second pair of pants and he does it again listen how, how? did he gain weight after winning the Wyndham in celebration I don't like know. what has happened here? but then the wild thing is apparently it happened earlier in the week too in a practice <laughs> round maybe Tom get baggier pants 
I don't know. Uh, dying. How, how does that? <sighs> I love it. I love it. He's the Incredible Hulk of the international team, just constantly tearing his trousers. Have you ever t- torn a pair of trousers? I've never torn my trousers. No. I, I, I did once. Did, have you? I was doing a lunge. Well, you know, you're probably, I thought maybe you just happened to go for a large squat before no. going to the first tee. I do. I, I sometimes have a leg kick going, but <laughs> sometimes on the golf course. Anyway, so that's my winner. My weird this week is NBC and Golf Channel implemented the cart cam, which was one of the weirdest things. Yeah. So they, if you didn't see it, they had a, basically a GoPro set up on the front of the golf cart. So it was facing the caddy. So you're just watching them drive a cart. It's horrible. It was just like, what's the point of this? Like all we're seeing, we saw Davis Love maneuver under a gallery rope. Which are which apparently Bryson... Uh, it's harder than it looks, apparently. Yes, apparently. According to Bryson DeChambeau. But that was just one of the weirder things they've tried to... You know, I always on. find that... Um, uh, and this is often in American production. Everybody's trying to like oh, find like the next great angle. Like, yeah. Do you remember the robot... At, at Chambers Bay for Fox in the U.S. Open, like pointless. Like, why do yeah. I need to watch a robot's a robot's ground view of the player's shin and knee? I put this in the same category. Like, it's just an awkward captain driving with the earpiece, and he's. I mean, I don't need this. Yeah, I do not need this. It, it, it was it was just flat out weird. But I mean, hey, you know they, they we're tried... getting a, a camera in the cup soon. I guarantee it. Camera in the cup is coming soon. I guarantee you, someone, this is likely going to be a live thing, but I'm going to predict this. Likely we're going to get putt on its way to the cup. They will do the hard cut to inside the hole. and the Yes, that's coming. That's in, I've never thought of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have a bunch of weird thoughts. It's almost like the microphone in the cup, which Fox added, which, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. And you could hear the players. Camera's coming next. Okay, I like the that. ball's view. How about a camera in the ball? anyways okay my what this week you know the pga tour slogan is these guys are good Mm -hmm. but sometimes players hit shots that make them look like weekend hackers saturday morning scotty scheffler 10th hole this ball did not touch the club face this was off the hosel it went straight right it made a, a a great hosel rocket sound, if you will, and nearly hit some of the, the spectators sitting in the grandstand there. It was funny watching Sam Burns playing alternate shot, hit the next shot basically out of the trees on a 200-yard par three, and he had, had, had like 140 yards in. But shanks happened to these guys. It's so funny you mention that because who was telling me, I can't remember who asked me this the other day, but they were like, they are so shocked when you go to a PGA Tour event or a professional golf event of, of any kind, how the gallery... Is like leaning over. Like th- this one's the best. Yeah. I mean, those ropes are there for a reason. Those are not wide hallways. It is amazing to me, Adam, because we don't see. Listen, 144 guys in a regular PGA Tour event. You don't see all the bad shots, right? Mm-hmm. The TV, does, you don't get them all. It is amazing to me that more people are not hurt. Oh, yeah. At live golf events, to your point, these guys still miss. It's not a game of perfect. Mm-hmm. And when you're missing at 120 miles an hour, well, you would know this. <laughs> <laughs> would I ever? Let me tell you that. I know. I, I will tell you a quick story before we go to break. So when we were at um, at Carlsbad last year, shooting with the new Stealth driver, yes, yes. When there was a camera guy behind us, and there was a cameraman 
almost in front yes. of us. Yes. Like, I'm like, sir, are, are you you sure? Are you sure you, you sure? want to do this? I'm a four handicap, but I mean, <laughs> it can go straight. No, oh, I'm good. Okay, so didn't hit him, thankfully. But oh my, yeah. Well, maybe we'll get that. I'm hoping we're gonna see Nick in a couple of weeks. We are. We'll find out if there's a Carlsbad venture. My I'm hoping are so. For that, yeah. I, me too. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely adore that trip. We will wait and see. Okay, on the other side, we'll take a look at some other events, including a one that happened at Pebble Beach. We'll look at the leaderboard updates and. Adam, I'm sure you were watching a little of that. I was glued to that yeah, with yeah. my dad. Oh, yeah. Of course. We of course. After you just left Pebble. Oh, yeah. We'll do it on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management, was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we put a bow on today's show. Let's look at leaderboard updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf. BushnellGolf.com, your leader in rangefinder and GPS technology, the number one rangefinder in all of golf, BushnellGolf.com. Daniel Kang gets it done on the LPGA Tour. That's at the Walmart Arkansas Championship. Uh, the French Open, the DP World Tour, the French Open, the Azuri. <laughs> Guido Migliozzi gets it done with a 62 on Sunday. The Azuri reigns on the European Tour at the Pure Championship. Steve Flesh at Pebble Beach nudges out a victory by one shot over Ernie L., Stephen Elker, and Paul Stankowski, uh, which is why you and uh, Puppet Skulls were watching uh, intently. We were, we were glued to that. Yes, of it was course. A great, it was a great finish. They barely got it in, too. It was, there was a fog delay on, on Saturday morning. You took all the good weather. We, exactly. We did. And and the President's Cup goes 17.5 to 12.5. Team USA, the Sanderson Farms Championship kicks off this Thursday. That's where I'll be calling the action for PGA Tour Radio on the second event of the new PGA Tour season. Jackson, Mississippi is the location. Adam, you and Robert are heading to Western Canada. You leave tonight. Tell me where you're going. The Adidas uh, festivities. So so we're going with our friends from Adidas to see some new products, some new apparel, and we'll be playing Nicholas North and uh, Chateau Whistler as well. And so a bit of a long travel day coming. Uh, I I know Bob Bob was leaving Charlotte and going to Chicago and then going... right to Vancouver, so I'm guessing he'll be a little zonked by the time I see him, hopefully later tonight. And then Bob is immediately from that going to Eastern Canada, to Atlantic Canada, for the Scramble. RBC Scramble. uh, Which he emcees on an annual basis, so Bob's travel Mm -hmm. uh, schedule doesn't get any lighter either. Uh, You and I next week, uh, I I can't give any details, because I think all of this is very embargo, Mm. Uh but we are going to get a sneak peek on something new something. from TaylorMade in 2023. I know you and I, we know, I know what the something new is, Ooh. but I cannot say. But I don't. I, wow. I cannot say. I'm on the edge of my seat I right know. now. I know. 
I know. And we're actually going to get to hit it. <gasps> oh. How will I sleep for the night? I don't know. Days? I don't know. But I have got it under l- tight lock and key. Okay. So that, that'll be next week. We should remind everyone that today concludes our 2022 uh, TV season. Uh, we will have a year in review special right. around the holidays uh, when uh, TSN uh, typically celebrates the holidays with you know top ten this, the list of that, the year in review. Golf Talk Anna will participate in that, but this concludes the uh, the regular season of our TV coverage. It also concludes our two hour radio window for the season starting next Monday. Golf Talk Canada Radio will go 10 to 11 a.m., 60 minutes only every Monday. That will happen right through the winter until we get to the Farmers Insurance Open in the third week of January, where we will return to two hours every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon every Monday. And we will also have a major announcement regarding season 13 of Golf Talk Canada that you do not want to miss uh, for our first two-hour program of the new season. Golf Talk Canada's new television season kicks off uh, final week of February, as we did this year. We will go straight through 31 weeks straight with more Mondays radio to TV than ever before and a full schedule right through to the Ryder Cup in Rome, which I'm already pumped for. I'm so excited. I think Guido Migliosi might have a good chance to be on that team, too. We need more Azuri in Rome. And Jessica uh, Malati, I mean, maybe Eduardo make what, a comeback. Be, you know. <laughs> maybe if I could just tighten up my, you know, some of my loose parts of my game right. right now, maybe I could play for the Azuri. I, I, I think you have a good chance. <laughs> I could caddy for you. I, you know, it would be great. Be great. Can you imagine just me and, and uh, Molinari? Yeah. One of the bo- what do you think? Or- you're six or seven iron. No, I like the four, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me my hybrid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I could do a full hour on the uh, hybrid I put in the bag. Wow. Yeah, the greens are so hard at congressional. They're so firm. Right. And you're playing like 510-yard par fours, 520-yard par fours, that, that I thought hybrid would be better yeah. than screaming four iron. Loved it. Okay. Put in a stealth hybrid. Loved it. We'll have, have to more, do it next more on that next week for sure. Have to do it next week. Yep. We got to go. Adam, have a great trip. Thank Say you. hi to everybody at the we'll Dee's family we'll for do. me. Uh, I'm so upset that I can't be there. Uh, work calls. Say hi to Bob. I haven't seen Bob, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, in weeks. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, passing ships in the night. So. <laughs> Safe travels. Thank you, my friend. We're back 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. for a one-hour edition of Golf Talk Canada starting next Monday. We'll wrap up the Sanderson Farms Championship and uh, hit a few other notes in the world of golf. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you so much for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.